This is episode 105 of the IDRA Class Notes Podcast. I think in general, you know, when I've told other teachers what I'm doing, initially they're very skeptical. You know, they, they see it as extra work to have to maintain a website, to have to put all their assignments on the website, to do YouTube lectures of their different notes. That, you know, initially for them seems like too much work, I think. But when I explain to them the payoff in terms of accountability with our students, I think that's that's the buy-in for teachers. When they see that, you know, the technology can shift that accountability balance from teachers to students. Good morning, I'm Dr. Milka Aviles from Intercultural Development Research Association. I'm a senior education associate. Can you tell us your name? My name is Rolofo Urbi. I'm a physics teacher here at Southwest High School. Very good. We have been researching a lot about um, and are very interested in the need for minority high schools with a STEM focus. Knowing the demographic of your high school, knowing that the majority of the students here are of the minority population, what is your take in this topic? And I have a double question here. What is, why is it important and what is the school doing to prepare minority students in the STEM field? Well, you know, I think um, it, it's hugely important that these kids have access to STEM-related curriculum. Um, at Southwest High School specifically, um, we've spent a lot of time working on developing programs and clubs for these kids to take part in. I'm actually the robotics coach here at Southwest High School, and um, this year we've made a, a really huge push to make it uh, a big deal here. In fact, I even made it to where we had a girls team and a boys team so that the girls would have you know, hands-on access to a lot of the things that generally, um, in the past when we've done, we've done robotics, it's been like a, a thing where they work together and the boys tend to like want to do all the hands-on stuff. and. And um, in this in this way, you know, the girls really actually did better than the boys this year. They advanced the Alamo um, Regional Championship at the Hemisphere Arena, and um, so they're very proud of that. They also worked closely with two engineers from Toyota, and the engineers from Toyota were coming to their competitions. They were coming to their practices and working with them. And you know, that kind of interaction between our kids and and people in, in STEM-related careers is is really important. You can see it in the way that they approach things. You know, these are kids who initially I, I chose because they weren't involved in a lot of things, and robotics could be that thing for them while they're in high school. And they really took off with it, and these are kids who now want to join the robotics class next year, and, you know, they, they really have a passion for doing something that initially, you know, they didn't really know was there. So I think providing that access to them, um, just so they can see what it's about, and, you know, if it is their thing, then you know they can run with it, and if it's not, then and so be it. But for a lot of these kids, they don't they don't have access to that outside of school, or maybe they're not introduced to professionals who can you know provide that spark that they need to interest them. So yeah, I think it's I think it's a really important thing. Wow, I commend you for that. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, usually people do the same thing, integrating both yeah. females and males, but you took that. Um, extra step in mm -hmm. separating them and and that's good because then the girl didn't feel intimidated exactly and that's a huge deal i mean it it kind of there was a portion of the competition that's where the kids are responsible for maintaining a notebook and it turned out like every year it was the same thing like the girls would end up taking the pictures and doing the stuff and i think um 
starting that out this year, I thought, you know, well, let's see if we can mix that up and um, get more girls involved. And we, we specifically talked about this issue at the beginning of the year, you know, getting, getting girls involved in STEM, you know, related stuff, getting minorities involved. And so that focus actually paid dividends because the boys' team didn't do as well. They didn't advance, and the girls did. And what happened was the girls actually let the guys come and be, like, the cheerleaders for them at the competition. Like, they, they painted their faces and, and stuff like that. So That's good. Did the boys express how they felt? Oh, they're very supportive. You know, they they worked really well together. They helped each other with ideas and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we even had a female engineer and a male engineer. So the female engineer worked with the girls and the male engineer worked with the guys. And so it, was, it worked out really well. You know, I, I think um, that model seemed to work extremely well. For very them. good. How were the teachers supported in addressing the needs of the students? Well, you know, at Southwest High School, we've been in my view, supported really well in, in terms of being able to provide the kids with access to technology and curriculum. For example, I, I have an online website that I maintain, and I really use it as a resource, not as um, just a way to you know, put my picture up on the thing for the parents. You know, the kids can access all their assignments there on a daily basis in PDF format, so they can open them up with their smartphones and a lot of them have smartphones, you know. A lot of them may be at a disadvantage economically, but they still have smartphones. So, I mean, um, you know, we can provide access that way through the Internet, and I, I do take advantage of that. I also have the YouTube lectures, which the school doesn't provide. Um, but initially this year, you know, they didn't even offer that access. Mm -hmm. And for us here at the school to be able to go to YouTube. But when I expressed the need for it, that I was putting up YouTube lectures of my stuff, you know, they're supportive and, and making sure that that's a, that's a possibility for me. Um, the school also purchased an online textbook, which is a pretty big deal because, you know, this is something that the kids can't lose. It's something that the kids can access from anywhere, like I said, from their smartphones, from computers outside of school. Um, they can do assignments on there, email them to me. It doesn't have to be paper and pencil type stuff. Um, that's something that the school district went after and got for us as teachers. You know, one of the big hurdles then with that is getting the teachers to, to learn how to use all that stuff. And, you know, personally, I'm pretty driven to learn stuff like that because I really like, you know, that whole thing. And so I, I, I worked really hard to learn that, and I'm pretty efficient with that. And then the school district also purchased this... Thing called Eduphoria, which allows us to give online tests, so we can create tests that are done on the computer. So there's no paper and pencil for that either. Um, the kids can take their tests on on the computer if they need to. And the school's looking into paying for this to purchase this after I showed them. Um, I started creating online forms, and basically it's a way for me to very easily document behaviors in class or attendance and things like that. And and essentially what it is is it's an it's an Acrobat form that's online. And I have access to it. As an example, I have one for behavior. It's called the BDF. The kids know if they get a BDF, it's because they did something um, that's not so good. And I have a GDF, a good documentation form, mm -hmm. where I document their good behaviors. And it's a very easy form for me to fill out. And I actually put in for a foundation grant recently. Um, that we have a Southwest Education Foundation to purchase an iPad. Because now what I do is I have a laptop set up by my desk. And, um, you know, if I, if I see one of those things happen or whatever, I can just go to my laptop. I just click on a period and, like, pick their name, and I already have choices on there. So I just click it and submit it, and it automatically documents the time, what happened, who it, who, who it was for. And it's not an issue where, 
you know, as a teacher, when something happens, we can we can address it right then. Um, but a lot of times we don't write it down or keep track of it. And documentation is a pretty big thing. So mm-hmm. um, I use it that way to you know see the good things and the and the things that need to be addressed later on. You know. Excellent. Um, how would you think teachers will feel about providing opportunities for them to um, earn eighteen? graduate hours in the field along with a master's degree to increase um, the quality of teaching and mm-hmm. the competencies. How do you feel about that? I think it's a, it's a huge need. Personally, it's something that I would, I would take advantage of if it was offered. Um, I think most teachers who are really concerned about delivering instruction that was meaningful to their students in this current age, you know, this generation of kids would be interested in that because that's you know, providing curriculum in this type of way is, is hugely important in my point of view. And, you know, personally, if there was more information I could learn, I, I would definitely take advantage of it. And I'm pretty sure there'd be many of my colleagues who would also. Are there, uh, you mentioned Toyota as one of the organizations that is actually collaborating with you. Is there any other organizations within the community or mm-hmm. ones that you are trying to get involved to help you with this endeavor? Right. Toyota's been a, a huge part of the robotics, and they've also been helping with an electric car that we've been building. But I know that we've also, with computers, had um, a computer technology company helping us. They've been working with a teacher here named um, Arthur Celestine, who's our teacher of the year. You know, they, they've been working with his kids directly and teaching them how to operate systems and find weak links in the systems, the computer systems. And, um, you know, like I said, having opportunities to access professionals in these careers is, is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So initially, you know, with robotics, the kids, you know, didn't really know what was out there. But now having communicated with Toyota, they're looking at trying to create partnerships with other engineering firms and things like that where they could um, have opportunities to meet more people and get more people involved with supporting them and their goals. Okay. What attitudes and beliefs do you have that you can tell us so that other teachers maybe try to grasp those in order to help the students in uh, inspiring them mm-hmm. into careers in the field and, uh, you know, to be more involved in school? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I had a student one time tell me that I was too smart to be a teacher, and I was telling him that actually the smartest people should be teachers because in reality, you know, these kids need to be exposed to this stuff because that's what they're going to use when they leave, you know, and it's the type of information sharing that they do all the time. And so for us as teachers not to provide their curriculum and their education in that way is kind of short-sighted on our part, I think. I, I think in general, you know, when I've told other teachers what I'm doing, initially they're very skeptical. You know, they, they see it as extra work to have to maintain a website, to have to put all their assignments on the website, to put them in PDF format, to do YouTube lectures of their different notes and stuff like that, to make online forms and all these things that, that, you know, initially for them seems like too much work, I think. But when I explain to them the payoff in terms of accountability with our students, and, you know, if we're, we're having to hold these kids to high expectations, and honestly, it's very hard for administration to hold them accountable without our support as teachers. And I explain to them, having all my curriculum online 
is a huge deal. If I go to a parent conference and I tell them, you know, your son or daughter has access to all their assignments on the computer, you as a parent have access to these assignments. You can see and hear the lecture that I gave them today mm -hmm. if you were really inclined to do that. So, I mean, at that point, you take away a lot of excuses um, that they seem to have. And I think that's that's the buy-in for teachers when they see that, you know, the technology can shift that accountability balance from teachers to students because that's kind of where it's at right now. Right now it's on teachers, but if we did a little bit more in terms of providing them with access, it would shift back. And um, not only that, but having that accountability switch is good for our kids. I mean, they 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 need to have accountability for their actions, and, and if they're not doing their work, you know, there's no excuses for not doing it anymore. So. What types of support systems do you feel need to be in place for these teachers that you mentioned, as well as for parents, so, so that they can be more involved and in tune of what on the things that you're doing? Right. You know, that's a that's a really difficult question, but I think ultimately the the supports that teachers would need would be in terms of you know learning how to use this stuff. Um, I've had teachers who were interested in it come and talk to me and ask me you know um, to teach them how to do that stuff. But, you know, I have other things I'm doing, too, so I try to go during my conference or before school or after school to help them, where if we have, like, actual training, you know, that'd be a big deal. And, you know, training that was made mandatory, maybe, because I think a lot of the teachers initially, like I said, may be a little skeptical as to what, you know, is being offered in terms of these programs and, you know, the extra work type thing. And they, they usually are, you know, teachers, you know, really skeptical about new programs and doing new things. So I think... Initially, you know, it needs to be made an issue for them that's important by making it important to, you know, making it mandatory or something like that. Because, unfortunately, and I was reading your article before, you know, it says that, you know, getting really skilled teachers with these kids is important. And I think a lot of the teachers we, we may have on staff are older, and they might want to learn all this new stuff, but if they don't have the access to you know, training sessions and things like that. And then the other type of support that would be actually really important and helpful would be, um, you know, money, because you have to purchase a bunch of technology to be able to provide these kids with stuff. You know, having an iPad for the kids to use would be huge. I mean, I, I'm going to have one, um, hopefully with this grant, and I'm going to have them use it interactively for different things. You know, we have access to technology with smart boards and stuff like that. But I, I could see a future with these kids, you know, each having an iPad instead of a textbook for every class. You know, there's iBooks. You know, iTunes just put out that iBooks thing. There's really a, a lot of different ways that this could go. So, Well, I just wanted to um, commend you for the work you're doing, and you really have inspired me even to share uh, your story with uh, other people um, because I know that definitely our students need this type of work mm -hmm. and um, this high, the high expectations and getting them involved because our students today learn differently than the way we learned when we oh, came absolutely. to school. And absolutely. That's, that's how I feel that we're losing them because we're not attracting them to the type of, of uh, technology mm -hmm. uh, that they need because that's what their world is like. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much and uh, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.